Welcome to the Lean Into Love podcast, a spiritual self-compassion podcast and space devoted for you to find greater inner freedom, connect more fully to the world around you, and cultivate a deeper spiritual connection to a higher power. I'm your host, Gina Velez, a performer at heart, wellness enthusiast, self-love coach, and current grad student slash therapist in training, I have spent most of my life searching for ways to come back home to myself, back home to the wellspring of love. Along my journey, I have found transformative practices and met some incredible teachers. I now want to share it all with you because as Ram Das once said, we are all just walking each other home. Let's embark on a journey of heart-centered exploration, vulnerability, and expansion. Together, we'll navigate the intricate dance between love and fear and discover the limitless power of the human heart. When we learn to love ourselves unconditionally, we radiate that love outward, making a profound difference in our relationships, our communities, and the world. The journey starts now, and I'm thrilled to have you by my side. Let's begin. Today on the podcast, I have the honor of interviewing the fabulous Jessica Hayes, a musical theater performer and voice teacher extraordinaire, yogi, and massage therapist. Jessica truly embodies what it means to live a life leading from love. Jessica and I have rotated in the same circles for many years and finally had the privilege of meeting. It's no surprise that we hit it off right away and have so much in common. I also found that we share very similar life experiences, both our rock bottoms, our highs, and our willingness to be quiet and still in order to listen to that soft voice within that we call intuition. I hope you enjoy this episode and are as inspired as I am by Jessica's journey to wholeness and her ability to listen to the body's innate wisdom. Also, I got a massage from her last week and it was heavenly. Treat yourself to some self-loving care and hit her up. I have linked Jessica's contact info in the show notes. Enjoy. Hello, hello, Jessica. How are you? Hello, hello, Gina. I am just fine. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm so stoked that you're here today. Ah, Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat. Yeah, absolutely. So Jessica and I met um, just like what, less than a month ago? Yeah, very recently. Like, yeah, it was like right before Thanksgiving, which was a yes. Yeah. Yeah, not too long ago, but it was like one of those things where we were orbiting in each other's uh, circles for a very long time. And I, it was like, how have we not met yet? Yeah, it was so funny. It was like I saw you pop up on um on our mutual friend Angie's website for teaching yoga and I like looked at your I was like, "Oh, who's this? She seems cool." And like looked at your bio and like saw all the musical theater stuff and like I was like, "Wait, what in the world? Like why are we like we had all these mutual friends and I was like, why have we not met each other?" Cuz it was the anxiety for young people workshop mm. and I was like, ah, "I love <laughs> helping people." <laughs> And working with young people and theater stuff. Why do I not know Gina? Right? Yeah. Well, okay. So first of all, I'm going to just for a moment, get a sidetrack. The fact that you love to help people with anxiety and we have the musical theater thing in common, we should definitely team up to teach like some sort of like anxiety management through like some sort of like drama therapy lens. Yep. (laughs) Wouldn't that be really fun? I feel like I'm <laughs> I, that a lot of my coaching, like with the young people that I work with who are are doing musical theater, like I feel like I do that on accident anyway. Mm, like in sure. a lot of <laughs> right, I yeah. bet you do. So uh, go ahead and and tell us a little bit more about what it is that you do. Yeah. Um, so many things. <laughs> I, I am a singer. I'm a songwriter. I am an improv comedian. I'm a host. Um, and I'm also a certified massage therapist. Um, you sure are. And a great one at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, um, started as a, as an, in entertainment, I got my, um, my theater degree from Cal State Long Beach, um, and had every intention of of doing the whole um, 
running to Broadway type thing. Um, love being on stage, always have. And, um, you know, my my path, <laughs> I guess you could say, um, in entertainment has been very, very joyful, but it's also been very, um, like, disorganized, I guess you can say, uh, with, with kind of injury and illness. And, like, it has sort of shined a really interesting light on uh, the different things that have been going on with my body, the things that were undiagnosed, um, actual injury, et cetera. And just kind of like learning how to figure out how to heal myself so that I could get back on stage led to <laughs> a complete, a completely new, um, journey and path for, for where I am now. So yeah, it's, it's been wild and interesting and all over the place. And I know that <laughs> <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's almost like the universe had this plan for you that it was like, no, you're supposed to be over here, you know? And you're like, and I, I, I can attest to that. I'm like, no, I want it to be over here. But the universe I, is like, no, 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 come, come follow me this way. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> like, no, I want to sing and dance in this musical. And the universe is like, hey, you're cute. No, no, no. <laughs> Pay attention to this instead and be like, oh, okay. <laughs> Can you share a little bit about what happened and and maybe um where that injury manifested in your body? Sure. Um, I mean, it started in 2011, I think I guess it was because it was right after. So initially it was a vocal injury. So um I had a really, a really impressive college career. I you know, was the lead in all the things and was doing very, very well and had had this very inflated ego as far as like what I thought was going to happen right after college. And as all of my friends were flying off to New York and um, auditioning like crazy, um, I was pre-nodular over the summer right after I graduated. Um, so that first year after school was just kind of a journey of um, uh, seeing seeing an ENT, getting scoped, um, learning how to speak properly again, um, working with a, a voice therapist for a while and relearning how, how my voice needed to work. So that was kind of, I had to take a year off, um, of relearning the mechanism of my throat, which was like, you know, my singing was like my lifeblood, like it was my everything. Um, so yeah, that was you had to take a year off of that. What a year. That's yeah. Agony. And if you don't mind me asking, what does prenodular mean and what would happen if you didn't take care of yourself in the way that you did? Yeah. Yes. Good question. So, so nodes are the, the thing that scares singers the most is like, I don't want to get nodes, which is basically like a callus on your vocal cord so that they can't have proper closure. And then it, it creates, um, kind of dysfunction in the voice, skipping hoarseness, that kind of thing. Um, so I didn't have a fully formed nodule that would require surgery or anything like that, but, um, the scope that I received showed that I was well on my way. Like it wasn't just swelling. It was like, um, almost like, uh, almost to node basically. So I got put on, um, six weeks of total silence and then a rehab program. Um, and thankfully after finishing the rehab program and kind of relearning how to be gentler with myself in my throat. Um, I was able to sing again, um, wow. but it was a long, uh, it was a long journey and such a delightful ego crash. <laughs> <laughs> well, really like you, you have to, you like, you lose part of your identity yeah. in yeah. those moments where you're like, if I can't sing, if I can't express myself vocally, then who am I? And what, what do I have to share in this world? Exactly. And, and that's when I started exploring just other, other ways of, of creating. Um, it's when I kind of got involved in like children's theater, I was assisting, um, my friend out here in a children's theater program. She let me work while also being completely silent. Um, wow. Which, which was the beginning of a beautiful story, but that's a whole other thing. Um, <laughs> uh, getting into comedy, like learning about improv and stuff. Cause I was like, who, who am I as an entertainer? If, if I'm not, you know, belting my face off and how can I, <laughs> um, and it was, you know, I'm very, very stubborn. Um, so it was a very long journey of like learning how to truly be gentle with myself. Um, I feel like I've just figured it out. And that was a very long time ago that this whole thing all started. Um, 
But you know what? Some people never will never figure it out in their lifetime. So the fact that you did is pretty impressive in the first place. That's very nice of you, Gina. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was that first one. And then um almost a decade later, I was on stage and uh doing a show and the stage broke. Um, and I tore my ACL. This happened in 2019. So my ACL, of course, is is like the dreaded soccer injury because it's a really severe um uh knee injury that is a really long and grueling uh uh, process of, uh, of rehab and physical therapy and all that stuff. So I got, I, <laughs> I like to say that I didn't learn my lesson the first time. So <laughs> pay attention. I just like <laughs> knocked me on my butt again. Um, so that was my second big major ego crash. Cause I was also, this was right after I got really into yoga and, was, uh, you know, was, was running half marathons and was just like going a thousand miles an hour in everything that I was doing with, with theater stuff as well. And, but there was still a lot of stuff that I needed to learn. And, um, so I'm, I'm super grateful for that. It was awful. Uh, it sucked, but it was kind of the last, uh, it was, a, let's say it was a major catalyst to, to sending me on the journey to, um, to true self-love and ultimately the the massage license and the kind of creative person that I think I want to be now. I'm in the middle of it. I haven't, <laughs> you know, I haven't fully achieved anything. I don't think we ever do, but mm. but um, but I'm really grateful for that that uh, that journey. I guess yeah, yeah. Awesome. So <laughs> I know right? it's like some of the most awful moments in our lives are some of our greatest teachers and point us in the direction of our soul's highest expansion. And so it, it seems as though your journey to becoming a massage therapist would not have happened had it had it not been for you landing on your butt again. <laughs> having to be silent, having to be still. Right? You're like, I'm not a monk. Okay, this is not me. Still and silent. Yes. Oh, you know, it's so funny. Nobody's ever put it that way before, but like, that is so true. Like just be still, be silent, which is, which is such a, a, a the spiritual aspect of everything of like, like getting me to learn how to trust my body through stillness has mm -hmm. been kind of the theme of all of this. And now I can finally actually like hear her. <laughs> yeah. She's yeah. She's, uh, got such a great internal system that I've just been ignoring. <laughs> yeah. Right. Our body, our intuition, um, they do, they offer so much wisdom, but if we aren't still, if we aren't quiet, we miss it because it is so subtle. It is. And in the world of in productivity culture, <laughs> fortunately, like I love the arts, but it, it is, Oh, it is one of the the worst culprits of like making you feel like you have to be on all the time and being hyper productive all the time or you'll be forgotten. You know, mm -hmm. that like quiet anxiety of like if you're not on the hamster wheel, you're not achieving, you're not good enough, you know, this that 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 completely untrue story that so many of us believe and it 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 gets us really out of tune with ourselves. Um, so yeah. Long yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's so, that's such a good point that you're making our hyper-masculine world. And even though the arts is this, I think it's a feminine, um, art form, right? Theater. Um, it, it makes us consider our self-worth based on the, or the value of our self-worth is based on the roles that we land or the jobs that we get. And so yeah. when we don't get the role we want, we don't get book the job that we want. We're like, something's wrong with me. I am not enough. And it's constant rejection. It's constant competition. And it's not a competition in that like, hey, may the best man win. I support you no matter what. If, if, you get the job and I don't. It's just because you were best for that specific casting director and the specific director's vision, all that stuff. It has really it has nothing to do with me. In the theater industry, it's like, no, tear you down. I need to be the best. 
because it's life or death, right? It's like, then I won't make money and then I'm going to be broke. Or it's just a lot of ego conflation in that, in that side of the world. So um, maybe you can speak a little bit more about that. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I, it's so tricky because I do, it is such a beautiful, I mean, storytelling and um, how we can learn through storytelling. Like it's, it's the highest expression of like the human experience. It's why mm. I love it so much, but, but there is this element of, you know, when you're in, let's say an audition room and you're sitting with, you know, seven or eight other people that look exactly like you, that sing exactly like you, you know, and, but you're all sizing each other up. You're in that moment of like, well, she can belt an E flat and I can belt an E and blah, blah, blah. Like it's <laughs> such nonsense. And I hear it all the time with, with my young people as well. Cause I, I, I vocal coach and the, the comparison game, like it's so mm-hmm. toxic. And I know that there are a lot of great teachers and a lot of great coaches out there that really help you focus on like how to be your truest, most individual self. But then when you go out there and you go through this process of like auditioning and seeing who, seeing who gets to be in the light and who doesn't and who gets the paycheck and who doesn't, like there is just this, this, um, there's just so much toxicity there and, um, it's tricky. It's, it's so mm-hmm. tricky. And it's ah! Like I could talk forever about it, but at the same time, like it's, I feel like I'm always at the intersection of loving and respecting it and also wanting to burn it down. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. There's a lot of systemic change that needs to happen within any industry, right? And because we are so familiar with the musical theater specifically industry, um, it's we have seen a glimpse into that world of like, oh, this is this is like not some of this is just not okay. And we can choose to participate in it or we can choose to be like, you know what? Thanks so much for the lessons, but I'm a I'm gonna stand over here and let that play out as it needs to. And some people are the change makers, right? Some people get in there and they're like, no, this is my mission in my life is to like enact really positive change within this industry. For me, that was not the case. I was like, I don't think I want any part of this. I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy it for what it is, but like <laughs> go somewhere else. <laughs> and, and I'll be the first to admit that I haven't been quiet in the changes that I want to see um, over the last few years, especially when I was going through like my whole awakening if you will over the last few years of like what I believe in and myself and like getting in touch with my body and then that the you know with the pandemic and like all of the the thing of like wait a minute justice you know I had a really I was loud about stuff um for a little while there and I uh, it's so yeah I don't know where I where I kind of land on things because I, I am feeling a little bit of hopelessness at the moment in the sense of like you know, watching people be like, well, I don't care if I'm treated poorly. It's fine. <laughs> I'll take a paycheck. And and it sometimes I just feel like I just want to shake people by the shoulders and be like, do you not see, like, <laughs> do you not want changes that, you know, that so many of us want to implement? And there, there is there, for me anyway, there was a definitely a recent burnout that occurred of like, okay, I guess it just doesn't matter. <laughs> mm. Um, uh, that's a but that's like a really powerful place of surrender to get to. Yeah, like, it just it's okay. Like it doesn't matter and that's kind of like when really the most aligned things start to manifest for us. You're right. You could not be more correct. Like as soon as I was able to put it down and just recognize that like everyone is on their own journey and as long as nobody is getting truly hurt um uh you know then, then I guess, then I guess it's okay. And everybody's going to learn what they need to learn and speak up if I need to, like, if there is, if, if someone is truly hurt, you know, Mm -hmm. like the, why I was being so loud back, you know, a few years ago was because someone was, was truly and genuinely very, very hurt. And I was like, "Ah!" Mm. um, but uh, because you've been there, you're like, I've been there. I let me help you. Right. But at the same time, you can only help people so much before they need to help themselves. Uh, yeah. And I, and I struggle because I have this sense of like, it's all up to me. Like, um, mm. that's sort of my, 
character flaw, I guess. It's like, it's all up to me to change the things. It's all up to me. Like for whatever reason, it's so funny. I was just talking about this recently of like, I have felt like for whatever reason, you know, this divine thing in me of, of I need to help and it's an emergency. And why doesn't everyone else see that this is an emergency? Like that's always been something in me that I've been grappling with a lot of like seeing the bad thing and feeling like it's an emergency and also like you know seeing calm people around the thing that I feel is an emergency and being so frustrated by it Mm. um so that's the new thing as of right now Um, well I think that's a great perspective of your internal workings right that's really really self-aware of you (laughs) or it's anxiety yeah I don't think I know any, well, I probably do, but I, I, there aren't many actors or performers who don't have anxiety. (laughs) We get into, I learned in 2021 that it's actually clinical. So I was like, (laughs) I had, you know, a lot of anxious tendencies, but then I actually got tested and got my diagnosis and I was like, okay, cool. Now I can actually (laughs) claim this. And I know that it's, you know, just part of my makeup and it, it can be, Mm. celebrated in many ways and also something that teaches me a lot about myself. So that's a great way of putting it, Jessica. Yeah. And I think you are in a wonderful position working with the next generation of artists to be like, here's the reality of things, right? If you want to go do this, go do it. I support you and I'm giving you the tools to go fly. Also, we, we can be realistic about things and I I think finding the balance of that, of like nurturing and also um, supporting them, but in a, in a like logical sense, um, I think you're doing your students more good than a teacher who's like, you can do it, go out into the world and fly. And, you know, there's the sky's the limit. And it's like, well, okay, yeah, but (laughs) let's, let's also remember the truth of the situation. So I, I just think your perspective on things is going to be so helpful to all of your your students that you work with. Um, yeah, yeah. What what kind of coaching do you do with your students? Um, specifically vocal coaching um, and musical theater style voice mostly. Um, uh, I have had a handful of more folks trusting me with just simply like teach me how to sing basics, which is also really fun and wonderful. Um, the, the most recent thing I did was um, uh, individually coaching uh, kids that wanted to audition for OSHA. So that's coming. Oh, nice. So I had a handful of, of little guys that um, were perfecting their 32 bar, you know, that. <laughs> um, and then just like uh, Anybody who wants to come over and play and, and and work on something that they're auditioning for, there's um I'm in Long Beach and there's a lot of really great little children's theater companies around here. Um, so kids will will come to me and be like, Oh, I'm auditioning for this show and this is the cut and that kind of thing. And I'll just kind of guide them through that. Um, it's a lot of fun. I really like it. They're so Aww. they're so I know littles, they're so fun to work with. Are and and I, you know, uh the the little the sensitive ones tend to gravitate to me so mm. especially lately like the more in line I am with my own values the more I get you know these these kids who walk in my door who um who also have anxiety or, or who also have you know issues with uh getting really emotional and struggling to get through a song that kind of thing they're incredible like little 11 year old children who are just like so deeply in touch with their emotions um it's just glorious to witness, but I definitely feel like those are, those kids are my people. <laughs> oh, I love that. Uh, Cause it's that, it's that cross between space holding and also resilience building. Like it's, it's both so good. Yeah. Like it can't just be, you know, space holding and softness and grace and all that stuff, because then you never get through those barriers of learning. And so it's, it's, it's a dance. Um, yeah. Is it time to, to strengthen up and like really show them what you're made of and when is it a time to rest and let go. And I mean, it's something that I'm trying to, trying to work on myself regularly. So figuring out a way to, to work with, work with the kids in that way as well is, 
a delight and also a challenge. So, yeah. Well, I think that's just a great life skill that you're teaching them, finding the dance between the two, because um, it'll serve them so well if they choose to go into this industry. Um, I know I certainly didn't have the ability to rest or be gentle with myself. It was, I was very hyper masculine driven beat myself up um, to the point where it was like abusive. It was self-abuse. And then I accepted jobs that were terrible and, you know, really like a reflection of my internal worth um, where I was like living in these horrible subpar conditions that no one should ever live in. But I was like, but it's a job and I'm getting paid, you know? So hopefully these students don't ever need to go through that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I truly wish, wish that for them. I, I really do. Cause this whole thing of like, I'm just grateful to be here. I'm like, no, <laughs> you know, at, a, at a certain point, like, no, like you are offering something so beautiful in this industry and like all these hours and hours of work. And then they're like, and also we're going to pay you an exposure. And it's like, no, <laughs> no. Uh, yes. Right. Like we need to get paid what we're worth. So yeah, maybe just like that little sprinkle of planting the seed for your students is going to bloom when they're, you know, out of college or even in college. And they're like, wait a second, let me think twice about saying yes to this gig. Hope so. I really yeah, do. Yeah. No, I always say teaching is planting seeds for the future because we we truly don't know when those flowers bloom and it might be years before a student comes back and is like thank you so much for that for saying that one thing that you're like i don't even remember saying it it was in passing right but it resonated with them and they were able to um kind of cultivate that thought later on as they matured um so yeah i just i think teachers specifically especially teachers who are working one-on-one -on -one with students like you are, they have some of the greatest impact on the world. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you for saying that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So Jessica, can you walk us through your yoga to massage therapy journey? Sure. Um, yes. So I, I loved practicing yoga as part of like I started doing it in theater school. I had a, an acting teacher who um, was teaching us sun salutations before we would even do any script work. And we did it every single day. And I was like, this is interesting. Um, you know, there's something to this kind of thing. And so right why did they, why do you think they incorporated that into your class? Um, I think it was because it helped with, he was a big fan of breath work. Uh, and he was also a big fan of, um, learning how to strip away the nonsense so that you can communicate from an honest and truthful place. Mm -hmm. um, and for that particular teacher, that was his personal way of, of getting there. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's, that's what he did. So we would do our like five to 10 sun salutations. And then we would let, like lay in a Shavasana and then we would get into Chekhov or whatever. <laughs> it was cool. Yeah. You do uh, need to be connected to your body for Chekhov. <laughs> I do. Definitely do. Um, so I, I really loved that. And so I, um, I brought that with me, uh, post-college and then I started, um, practicing yoga at, at purple, um, right after college. And I noticed I was, I was working at a, at like a comedy burlesque theater that I was, sometimes I was the role where I was telling jokes. And sometimes I was the role where I was standing and singing. And I was noticing on the days that I was practicing yoga, that my singing, was so much easier because there was still a lot of stuff that I hadn't healed with, with my singing voice, um, post therapy. Um, and so I was like, there's something to this tuning in and this breath work. And I really like this. Um, and so I started doing a work trade program, um, with, with purple. Um, and at the time, it's so funny at the time I was posting a lot on Instagram, like, uh, my experience, in the yoga studio, like in a very silly, goofy way. Like I was always telling jokes and like, I'm getting in touch with my breath. And like, I don't know, making jokes. And somebody at Purple thought that that was funny and cool. And they said, hey, we'll give you a, a discount on the teacher training if you just make all these posts every day um, and like tag us and, um, you know, be funny and be weird. And I was like, okay. And so, 
it was so weird. It was so wild. So this is, I think 2018 was when I, um, went through the teacher training program. That's when I met, um, our mutual friend, Angie. Um, and she and I just got along so quickly. Um, so yeah, I went through the 200 hour training program, loved it. Um, graduated from the program in the fall and then was kind of in this place of like, okay, cool. Where am I going to let this yoga journey take me? Like I was still doing all the theater, um, you know, 2018. And then a few months later was when I fell. (laughs) So, okay. Yoga. And then I fell and then that was 2019. So that was just sort of the beginning of all of that, um, you know, uh, physical therapy and waiting for surgery, reconstruction and all that stuff. So I was trying to figure out what to do with my time. Um, so that's when I started vocal coaching. Cause I had a few, um, mentors in my life out here that were saying, you should be, you should be coaching young singers. And I had such imposter syndrome around it, like considering my old injury and like all that stuff. Um, I almost think you're even more qualified to teach singers because of that injury, you know, like everything you learned because of it, you're like, don't do this. (laughs) (laughs) Here's what not to do. Oh, here's what not to do. Yeah. Right. You're so right. Um, it was, it started out as very, here's what not to do. Um, so I just kind of trusted it and followed those mentors. Um, and then, you know, we were in the pandemic and I was working with, um, a coach who, uh, did a lot of, um, uh, hands-on work with her students, um, in the, the vocal teaching sphere. And I was really into that. I was really in love with some of the work that she was doing. And she's like, I think you probably have a knack for this. And I was kind of like, well, what, how, how can I get to a place where I feel confident enough to be able to do things like laryngeal release, um, which is what she was doing and like breathing coordination work. Um, and she said, get your massage license, um, because then you'll have that licensure to be able to, um, you know, put your hands on a person, uh, in a way that is safe. Um, and so I was like, okay. And, um, once I got my, cause my, uh, my ACL tear was a well, work-related injury. I got, so I got settlement money. Um, once all of that case was over. So with that settlement money, I went and got my massage therapy license, um, in the middle of the pandemic, <laughs> so, um, half, half online. Um, and then thankfully it was, um, it was right at the right turning the corner of 2021. So, so that's when the vaccination started rolling out. And so thankfully the second half of the schooling was in person, which, um, which was great. Cause you can't exactly learn how to be a massage therapist on zoom. Um, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I got my, my license, uh, in 2021 and started started practicing massage therapy right after that and uh turns out that in you know for two years of people not being able to touch each other that that Mm. the world was craving hands-on touch um and so I got a lot of work (laughs) right in the beginning um uh and you know had intention intended to have the focus on um doing like specifically just being able to work on singers who had neck tension and shoulder tension and that, but then because I had that, um, the training of learning how to do, you know, the full body work, it, it just turned into something I totally fell in love with and being able to provide like a full body, um, experience. I just, I really liked, and people were really craving. And so I just kept at it and, um, yeah. So now I'm, uh, I have a, my little tiny private practice. And then I also have a, um, a chiropractic office, um, working massage therapy a few days a week and, and here we are. And so, yeah, I it's, it's, it's wild. So I've had the license for two years now and I'm totally in love with it and I'm constantly learning new things. So that's yeah. huge. Yeah. To be, to be in an industry or in a career where you're like, I'm excited to keep learning you're never done. Yeah. There, oh gosh. Soft tissue is so mysterious. <laughs> it's so mysterious. Um, it's always so funny because like when I'm working on a knot or, you know, working on an area that, that, uh, clearly needs attention and people are laying there and they're like, what is that? What is that? What they, they want answers. They want to understand, mm. you know, of like, what are you feeling? What, what is that? That hurts, you know, and, mm-hmm. and you know, what, what is a, a muscle knot and what, what is fascia and what is, um, you know, uh, myofascial release and all these things. Like it's, it's just so much fun. I love the educational aspect about it. 
And I love how yeah. excited too, because then when they learn what's going on in their own body, like it just, it's like a rabbit hole for. for a- <laughs> it is. Yeah. Especially the body. And then you start digging deeper and you're like, oh, this has a lot to do with like your, your trauma for lack of a better word, but like your experiences and childhood and how you think and your, your belief systems and it all manifests in the body. And so you are helping your clients heal physically so that they can create space to then heal internally. And because pain is so individual Mm -hmm. and it is so like, it's so subjective based on their own personal experience, like based on uh, what their own body is telling them. And like, you know, I try to tell people all the time, like my hands in a space is simply helping you build that neurological awareness of, because a lot of times like I'll, I'll work on an area and they'll be like, oh, I didn't even know that was in pain. I didn't even know that was hurting. Um, wow. You know, because we're, we're talking heads, you know, we're, we're, going about our lives. We're not thinking about what our left knee is trying to tell us, you know? And so then it's, it's simply just building that neurological awareness. And so it's that sense of like, okay, why does this thing hurt? Why is, what is this, this part of my body trying to tell me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And down that journey for, for the client. Cause ultimately like, I, I don't know the answer. Like all I'm doing is bringing, bringing the awareness and bringing the attention, um, to something that needs it. Um, yeah, that otherwise would have gone overlooked. Right. Right. And, and that's why I, you know, initially, even though I was intending to only do like diaphragm, shoulders, neck, larynx area, you know, that kind of stuff. Initially, that was my intent to only work in, in that area of the body for singers, but a total body experience is, is necessary. Like Mm -hmm. it's all somatic experience and getting in touch with your breath and getting in touch with every bit of fascia around your body, um, help helps release what needs, what needs to be released because for some people it's not strictly in the breath or it's not strictly in the throat or it's something that's going on in the throat is because it's something that's happening in the feet. Yes. Yeah. And singing is such a full body experience. I don't think a lot of people realize that you're using your entire body to produce beautiful sound. And so if your knee, right, your knee injury, if your knee is out of alignment, then the hip is going to be off and then your spine, and then it just like, it's all stacks up on top. And then you don't even realize that you're gripping and you're pushing and all of these things. So um, yeah, it, it really is, you need to, to get into the whole body and heal the whole body to, yeah, and- to be an effective singer. 100%. And so much of my own experience with my voice is about learning how to release grip and learning mm. to just let go of grip. Where am I gripping? Where am I gripping? Where am I gripping? Because I am an anxious and kind of person. <laughs> yeah. And it was manifesting in my voice. Um, and I'm so grateful that that it happened to me so early because it was this thing of like my body trying to, like my most, you know, prized possession, if you will, that was so it was like my soul. It was my mm-hmm. heart. And it was saying, please stop gripping, stop paying, like stop forcing, you know? Um, cause I was stop shutting parts of us off. Like we all want to come and express ourselves. So like, stop putting, you know, putting us down. Yeah. And then when you learn you're like, Oh great, I'm gripping this thing. Cool. And then it's just this, like, <laughs> I, I forgive me. I'm being redundant, but for myself, it's just been like, Oh, I'm gripping here. Oh crap. I'm also gripping this. Oh, I got to let go of this. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> you know, it's this, a whole ongoing experience. And, um, it's like yeah. a layering an onion. <laughs> when you pull back this onion layer, you're like, Oh, there's more. Oh, there's, there's okay. There's like a whole core that I'm not aware of. And that's the reason why I'm gripping. <laughs> My brain went to Shrek when you said that. <laughs> yes. So basically we're ogres. Yeah. yeah. Although parfaits are a more fun one, right? Popping. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a, uh, one of my favorite comedians, you would probably love her if you don't know who she is already, but Madeline Kahn. Yes. Oh, 
she is she was a gem and we lost her too soon but she had a voice that of an angel and um did like i think she did like a couple of broadway shows if not one but uh just like the most incredible voice and one time she said in an interview that you learn how to sing with technique so that you find the freedom to be uninhibited in your expression of the song so it's like the technique is there to support you but really it shouldn't overtake the the story that you're trying to tell you're yes. trying to tell and that's like the idea of yoga too of like freedom within the form you you learn the structure in order to be as free as possible but you can't be free if you have these like physical blocks right oh, and, and that goes back to kind of the original point of like resilience and grace at this mm -hmm. time like mm -hmm. it's the structure and the technique and the freedom it's the it's the being able to ground yourself so that you can just let go and um and finding uh, finding that happy balance I think is just it's just life <laughs> yeah like when there's too much tension and not enough freedom or vice versa um and it's so individualized um yeah. And, and it's you so need a little bit of tension. You need a little bit of like that, that engine rever to like get the sound out. Like if you're just like singing on the breath and you're like, uh, you know, no support, the sound's not going to go anywhere. It's just going to, it's probably going to go really flat. So you need to have that push and pull. And an image that keeps coming to mind as you're talking about the balance is like the yin and the yang symbol. Ah, totally. Absolutely. Oh gosh. And we need both, you know, like, mm -hmm. yeah, just, just like you have the little dot on each side of the game. Yeah. You need both. And I think that like, it's also dependent on what kind of art you're creating in that moment. You know, it's mm, true. For us, we come from that musical theater world of like, you know, belt higher, sing louder, you know, be the most, you know, and, and also the world right now is kind of like leaning into this, like, Billie Eilish sound you know it's it's more of <laughs> intimate up close and personal into the microphone like very off the voice kind of stuff is is very popular and cool right now yeah so learning how to that's been huge for me because that's not where I feel strong and where I feel like I I live musically but it has been such a fun um experimental thing for me of like learning how to sing off of off of the voice and also there's totally valid and beautiful art in that type of sound as well um mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's just a different like say that again uh, just, it's all these different colors that you can play in you know Ooh. Yeah. yes yeah like what kind of painting do you want to create <laughs> and sometimes it's forceful sometimes it's not sometimes it's off the voice sometimes it's on the voice and all of them are valid and all of them are okay and it's just expressing whatever emotion is present right now and in that moment um and and it's yeah that's all beautiful and good and perfect and blah. yeah i i bet sound designers or like audio uh technicians are loving the billy eilish sound and I'm, I'm saying that to be facetious but i bet they're like oh god turn that mic up all the way <laughs> it's so funny. my partner my partner joseph uh, yeah he's he's we've been talking about it a lot as well because we both have been taught to just be loud like mm -hmm. are naturally loud sing out of, louise yeah and we've been exploring a lot more of 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 uh arranging things you know via the computer i'm totally <laughs> it's a totally new world for me but um of like learning how to back off actually creates beautiful and interesting sound through the mic and i don't know we've been like bring mm. that a lot lately it's been it's been fun it's totally That's so cool what we're doing, but <laughs> <laughs> it's a learning experience, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. So you're still, you sing all the time and which is incredible to know that you had that experience with going through having nodes to having, uh, to, to basically rehab and you're still able to give your gift. So what are you currently working on? <laughs> Oh uh, gosh. So right now it's, it's the holiday season. So I'm out in the world singing, um, with the Christmas bells. Um, Love it. 
love them so much. They're so great. They're, uh, they're like Andrew's sister style trio of women um, singing out in the world. We're at malls and tree lightings and things like that. Super fun acapella stuff. Um, uh, my partner, Joseph, and I just also spent a large part of, of this year working on a ton of original music. Um, so we are in the process of getting all of those things recorded uh, to eventually release an EP, fingers crossed. Ooh. Yeah, hopefully by like February next year, we'll be able to drop the music that we've been working on. Um, and I'm also in an acapella group that uh, I'm one of the founding members with some of my friends. Um, we're called Velocity Acapella. It's very like pentatonic style. Um, wow. Uh, Joseph uh, does all the arrangements for it and um, we're all the little singers and it's really fun because he it's cool being able to like arrange for uh, the vocalists that you have which is so much fun because then you just get to highlight what everybody does best um, so we we run around a little bit there here and there and uh, and sing at birthday parties and, and events and things like that so we're kind of getting that off the ground but we we are um, we have all of our little demos done we have our our or sizzle reel as they call it <laughs> it's it's fun it's um it's a lot of kind of creating from a space of joy and doing a lot of my own stuff now as opposed to trying to fit someone else's mold as mm. um yeah you're no longer a cog in a machine you're like able to just be authentically you I, I and that's just where I am in my life right now you know maybe mm -hmm. no audition it again at some point but I'm just enjoying making my own art so much like I've I, I did a an original show this year for the first time with all of my own <laughs> original music and amazing yeah it was just and I I just love making people laugh and just being a weirdo <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just so, so yeah trying to trying to continue writing a lot of my own good stuff. Yeah. Good. That makes me happy. Um, okay. So I want to ask what are, what, what are some common misconceptions about your work? And it can either be about your vocal coaching, about your performance work, or about even massage therapy, um, that, that you'd like to clarify. That people think I know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> so imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome. Don't I we do all? Um, I guess with the massage therapy, um, that, that I'm, you know, you said earlier that, that I'm, I am a healer and I have a really hard time owning that. I don't, mm. I believe that people are healing themselves and that I am the conduit, you know, that okay. I have training that allows me to be a vessel so that they have the opportunity to heal themselves. I really, to my core, believe that that to be true is that I'm here to help you help yourself. Um, mm. a lot of times, you know, people ask me all kinds of questions that are so meant for a doctor. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of therapists feel that way. Um, like what's wrong with me that, you know, people want to be diagnosed and that's not, that's not the job of the massage therapist. Like we can provide space. We can help guide your mind and your, um, neural pathways to something that needs attention, which is why sometimes it feels that way that, that, you know, we are, we are healing. Um, but I, I personally believe that the body's healing itself. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love that perspective. Yeah. A conduit acting as a conduit for them to heal themselves. That's powerful. Yeah. Cause then it takes the, it also takes the pressure off of you to be like, I don't need to heal anyone. <laughs> Like, I'm not, it's not me. It's, it's some, some like higher power is helping me make them oh. aware of, of like where they need to, to do their own work. Yeah. I mean, and it is such a spiritual experience as well. Like when I started at specifically at the chiropractic office, like people are like, oh my gosh, what did you just do? And I genuinely don't know. I say, I don't know. <laughs> like I just, my, my hands felt like this is the direction that they needed to go. I used the techniques that I know, and also just let your body kind of tell me what it needed. And, mm. and it, uh, that's where I went. And, um, yeah. And, and I have put more and more trust and faith, um, in, in that process and trusting that, that, that there is something else at play, which, um, you know, some, some kind of divine spirit 
with, and maybe the divinity is just simply within two people working together to try and be in less pain. Um, that's a tweetable moment or an exable moment. <laughs> I love that. That is so, so good. Yeah. The collaboration in both trying to mitigate pain. Yeah. Yeah. So what has your spiritual journey been like? Oh, girl. Uh, <laughs> I was raised Catholic. Um, so I, I church every Sunday, um, as a child, I was an altar server. I held that candle. I rang those bells um, <laughs> as a kid, you know, um, and as a young adult, I got really into kind of like evangelical Christianity, um, spent a lot of time in some of those mega churches for a while there. Like I, I've had a very trying to find my way, um, spiritual, spiritual journey for sure. Um, walked away from it pretty, um, pretty intently as in my twenties and in, in my first marriage, like we were very like, you know, it's, it's not a thing. Um, you know, God is a wizard in the sky is something my ex used to say all the time. Um, you know, that we make up kind of thing. And, um, Mm. but I've always had this, this, uh, this pull, this sense that like, no, I do. I do believe that there is something divine happening, like the ability to plant a tree and it just grows like what, <laughs> you know, that we're on a floating rock in space. There is something, you know, there is something holding all of this together and some greater, um, greater force. Um, and so yoga and teaching me how to tune, tune inwards, uh, I feel like kind of helped me go in that direction of like exploring that stuff again. Um, and really trying to figure out like what, what it is and what it means to me. And lately I've been using, um, uh, Judaism as a context, um, to -hmm. understand religion. Um, uh, my partner and I found this like incredible, um, reformed community that is very inclusive and loving and, um, uh, uh, all about like accountability and justice and, um, and love. Um, and just as far as like, from a religious standpoint, I find it very healing because I was raised with, you know, the Bible and, and rituals and things like that. And just having them being able to express that in a place that, that, uh, feels inclusive of everybody is, is really helpful. Um, and also I think that divinity and spirituality is the, the messages you get, those, those quiet little messages you get during meditation or that's that gut feeling or, you know, talking about massage therapies, there is a, there is a pain here that's mysterious that I don't understand the unexplained, the undiagnosed, like all of those things that that's, um, that the body holds, uh, like, I don't know, like the body holds tiny angels and devils trying to get us to, to pay attention to things. Um, it, it, right now it's so undefined (laughs) for me. I, I believe in God, divinity, spirit, um, something greater, some all-encompassing force. Um, but I, I think it's beyond human comprehension that it comes Mm -hmm. in and in growing flowers and, you know, that sense of an old, like uh, a new person you met who you think is like an old friend where you're like, I just, I, I are, I feel like I already know you, you know, all those beautiful moments of life, I think is what God and spirit is, does that answer your question? (laughs) 100%. That was so beautifully articulated. Thank you. I felt like I went everywhere. (laughs) No, I mean, that's kind of spirituality, right? It's kind of like, whoa, let's, uh, I don't even know, but I think it's this. And I think that's, that's anyone would say that. Yeah, I think it's this, but is it? Who knows? But this is what brings me peace. And this is what brings me uh, contentment. And that's all we can ask for in this lifetime. Yeah. I, I think that, I think that God is about paying attention. And, uh, and learning how to love and learning how to pay attention and learning how to choose positive and joyful and peaceful, um, things over, over the negative, over the violent, over rage, you know, over, uh, seeking vengeance, et cetera. Like that there's like a friend of mine recently described it as like two poles that, that we're, we're always alone. Um, these two poles and that we can we get to decide where we kind of land on that spectrum of like are we going to lean towards joy lean towards love or are we going to lean away from it um 
and and it's so individualized and it's so based on people's um experiences socioeconomic mm-hmm. status mental abilities like all of these things and so i don't know i'm in the middle of it right now i i i'm deeply committed to understanding but also i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, Yeah, I mean, you're so right. That's that's basically why I named this podcast lean into love, because I know in every moment we have a choice to make. We can lean into love and we or we can lean into fear. And I'll tell you what, I don't always get it right. I think more than often than not, I choose fear. But I think having the awareness of like, oh, I just chose fear right now. Okay, I'm not going to beat myself up about it. But like, good to know. And what do we do from here? How can we get back to love? Yeah, I think that's I, important. Yes. I, I don't know if I told you this or not when we were meeting before, but I just felt like I wanted to share. When I was 20, I got my first tattoo. It's in white ink. You can't see it because I was the only person you see. So <laughs> I don't want to have to cover it, but it yeah. is, it says courage, first John four eighteen, And I chose that because that verse is there is no fear in love. And... That, that, yeah, that perfect love casts out fear, right? Yes. Even if I'm not, you know, practicing uh, evangelical Christianity anymore, like that still is true to me. Mm -hmm. That is like a universal truth. No, No matter what religion you're a part of or denomination, that idea is universal. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that. I just got chills. (laughs) Very important to me. So whenever, yeah, whenever it gets brought up of this interplay between fear and love, and it is a theme that comes back um, in my life in many, many different ways. Um, And I just, yeah, I just felt like I needed to say that out loud just in case. Thank you. Yes. No, thank you. I'm so glad you shared that. Um, Okay. Let's see. I know I want to respect your time and we're getting down to like the wire here, but some more, some more questions that I wanted to ask you first, what is your self-care routine? Like (laughs) chaotic, um, (laughs) I'm going to say water. I'm a huge advocate for water, like drink your water, like as a voice person, as a yoga practitioner, I'm like, drink water. You guys, if something's wrong with you, it's probably you're hydrated. You're dehydrated. (laughs) Um, and sleep. Um, mm. Water and sleep are my, my most favorite things in the world. I, I was an insomniac for a couple of years from my anxiety and just a bunch of stuff that I was going through. And it sleep has become so important to me, like uh, structuring my days around making sure that I get enough sleep because it will literally change my personality if I'm not getting right? Yeah. Yes. I say that too. I'm like, I'm a different person if I don't get a full eight hours of sleep. Yeah. I'm a huge advocate for rest, huge advocate for hydration um, and, and healthy movement, being intuitive mm-hmm. with myself of like what that means too, of like, don't overexercise, rest when you need to rest, like just tuning in and listening. So I say chaotic because it's different every day. Like it's, hmm, yeah, I need to just sit on the couch and, and, you know, hang out with Joseph all day. And sometimes I need to like run around and like be outside in the trees and just, um, but being honest with that and also structuring my week out to make sure that I have that time to tune in. Um, but it looks different all the time for me. Yeah. And so, yeah, at least you do it. You know, there are so many people who are like, I'll get to that. I'll, I should do self-care, but you're, even though it's chaotic, which can be a good thing, you know, you're, you're still making time for it. I'm not a rigid person. If I'm creating, <laughs> If I create too much structure in my life, I I immediately like, I don't have to tell myself what I have to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're too much of an artist for that. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Awesome. I love that. That answer. Um, Let's see. Let's see. What, where do you see yourself in five years? Ooh, in five years, I hope in five years that I have tiny humans um, I hope, I hope that there are tiny humans in, in my house. In my oh. Um, and gosh, being awesome. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm something in me right now that, that, um, that is, that is feeling very called to something maternal. 
um, mm-hmm. whether that is um, uh, servitude to my work or to the people around me or to create my own my own family. Um, that that seems to be very important. Um, so I'm I'm looking I'm looking towards that. I also want to be able to like I don't know I'm really into like lifting heavy weights right now. I want to be able to do. <laughs> I don't know. In five years, I'm going to be 40. So I'm thinking about, about that woman and mm. who I want her to be. Um, I want her to be just strong and soft and awesome. <laughs> yeah. So just an extension of who you already are. <laughs> You're so sweet. I hope, yeah. so. I hope so. Little humans being strong and soft and awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're going to be so far ahead of, you know, the majority of people, but like I also think about myself at that like when I was a kid, like just not anywhere near the forefront of my mind those kinds of ideas. So to to start them young, that's going to be huge for them. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um okay, and then let's see, let's see. What top 3 book recommendations? do you have for the audience? <laughs> um, I am a big fan of uh, Emily Nagoski's work. Um, she wrote a book called Burnout um, that really brought to like kind of um, kind of what the book The Body Keeps the Score is doing, but but is is also funny and um, uh, brings kind of takes a feminine perspective on um, what's going on neurologically. Um, Nagoski is a, a, a neuroscientist, I believe, um, and uh, kind of breaks down what is happening inside of the body with trauma and all that kind of stuff and takes a very feminine perspective. Love that book. Changed my life. Um, Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Mama Glennon Doyle, like 10 out of 10. Can't go wrong. Yes. Off. We can do hard things. <laughs> Such a good podcast. We yes, can. it is. Oh my gosh. Um, and I'm also a big fan of uh, uh, Gabor Mate's work. Uh, the Myth mm-hmm. of Normal um, is also an extension of kind of the body keeps the score work and um, uh, is sort of this exploration and how we've become so out of tune with nature and our bodies. Um because of so much because of hustle culture and because of these these masculine ideals that have that you know you were kind of talking about earlier um he really breaks down how illness um and and disease is is deeply interconnected to just the way that we have embraced hustle culture and just ransacked our bodies and the planet and um uh and what we can do about it Mm -hmm. um so big fan of Gabor Mate, Glennon Doyle, Emily Nagoski. I could keep going, but <laughs> those are fantastic book recommendations. I would say 100 out of 10, everyone should read those books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you for that. Thank you for that. And then let's see what, um, where can listeners find you online and how can they learn more about you? Uh, sure. I'm on Instagram a whole lot. So, um, my Instagram is at Jessica underscore makes underscore music. So that's where you can see most of the, um, the music writing and the songs and, uh, goofing around out in the world where I'm singing. Um, and I will definitely link that in the show notes. Um, that's really the only social media space I take up right now. Um, you can look up Velocity Acapella on YouTube. Um, if you're curious about any of that stuff, um, that we're working on. Um, as and far Jessica, as- oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to ask, are you currently taking clients for, um, voice lessons? Are you taking a certain age range of clients in case anyone is like, oh, I want her to be my voice teacher. Oh, thank you for asking. Um, uh, yes. And, uh, it's an ongoing, um, calendar that I have throughout the year. Um, that's, it's, uh, it's open to any and all people who want to explore singing, um, and I'm more than happy to take, um, DMS on Instagram to, uh, get people connected with that. I teach online, um, via zoom. So I do have people that are, um, out of the Southern California area. Um, and I also teach in person. So yeah, perfect. Novice adults, novice adults or adults who are working through something specific, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and young people is kind of where, where I land like about 11 to 17, 
Adrian. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then let's see anything else. Oh yes. The final question. <laughs> what does it mean to lead a life leaning into love? <sighs> what does it mean to lean into leading with love? I think paying attention. I think it's as simple as that. I think that that leaning into love is all about paying attention, paying attention to the signals of your own body, to nature, to the people around you that are, um, uh, what they're showing you, you know, and looking at it and, and just paying close attention, um, is, is love. Yeah. That's yes. Paying attention. And I, I think I stole that from a movie. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I, think, I need to look it up because I remember this this scene, and maybe we could look it up later. But there is a scene where this girl who was she was writing about San Francisco, and and her teacher says to her, "You really love San Francisco," and she goes, "Isn't it the?" I'm just paying attention, and then her teacher says, "Isn't that the same thing?" And I don't remember what it's from, but <laughs> but that like scene lives in my brain, and <laughs> love is paying <laughs> yeah no i mean it, it implies presence yeah it yeah. implies just being so enveloped in the present moment that you're noticing and you're experiencing and you're aware of the aware of the details um we don't do that enough and that is mindfulness mm, so yeah. you're yeah you're paying attention well thank you oh Only thank you jessica First, thank you, Gina. You're you're doing something so beautiful with this podcast and with your line of work as well. I feel so silly talking about myself for an hour and when you're also just doing such such beautiful stuff. I'm so inspired by you um and your work. So so thank you for for doing what you do because you're inspiring me to to also keep going on this journey. So thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you for showing up in the world authentically and sharing your gifts as well. And um, for just continuing to be the amazing person that you are and knowing every day that it's another chance to lean into love. Yay. Thank you, Gina. Yeah, of course. Thank you. All right, Jessica, I'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Lean Into Love podcast. And thank you for taking the time to learn how to be a little bit more compassionate with yourself. A small amount certainly goes a long way. If you enjoyed what you heard today, I invite you to work with me inside the Self Love Club, a one-on-one -on -one virtual coaching program where you'll learn how to love yourself more fully through holistic and integrative wellness practices. Each session is specifically designed to fit your goals and needs. Visit theyogina.com and book a free discovery call so we can create a roadmap of how we'll get you there today. And if you haven't already, hit subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes. If you enjoyed your time here, rate and review this podcast. That way other souls on their journey back home to themselves can learn from people like you. Until next time, keep leaning into love. And remember, you are worthy. You are loved and you are never alone. <laughs>